so glad you're here. This morning, I would like to minister on you were built for this. Look at your neighbor and say, you were built for this. And God's answer is, we got this. You don't got it, but we got it, meaning him and you. Anybody happy about that this morning? You are built for this moment. You are qualified by him. You are chosen by him, and you are equipped by him. And you will prevail regardless of the circumstances, the responsibilities. You will overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can you say amen? Amen. In Ezekiel 37, I'm going to read the end of it, and then the beginning of it will come later. I'm talking about the Valley of Dry. Bones. And God said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered and said, Oh Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. The Lord says to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and my spirit will come upon you. And so I, Ezekiel, prophesied what was commanded, and there was a noise, and then a rattling, and then bones came together. And as I looked, flesh came upon them, and the skin was covered on them. And I said, Live. And the spirit of the Lord called in the winds, and they stood up on their feet as an exceeding great army. Amen? Ezekiel 39, 28 goes on to say, then my people, everyone say, then my people will know that I am the Lord their God. Then they will know I am the Lord their God when they see what I will do among them. I will leave none behind, says the Lord. I will never again turn my face, for I will pour out my spirit, Ezekiel 39 and 28, upon the people. I, the sovereign Lord, has spoken. Can you say amen? You were built for this. God's got this. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we welcome your Holy Spirit into this room. Sir, these are your people. This is your church. Speak into their ears even what I do not say. Encourage them. Let the vision go forth for their life, for our church life. Spirit, come and do what you do best and speak into the lives of those that you love. In Christ's name, and everyone said, amen. Ezekiel 37 opens up with the hand of the Lord came upon me. This sounds so great, doesn't it? Can you imagine, Anne, you're in a testimony service. Anybody grew up in Pentecost where you stood and gave your testimony? I thank God that I am yes, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. So Ezekiel could have stood up and said, the hand of the Lord is upon me. And everyone's like, did you hear? God laid his hand on him. Yes, Ezekiel said this. He could have testified to it. And then if he'd been in our service with us, we would have heard him say, God laid his hand on me. And we'd go, whoa, what's coming next? You leaned in a little closer to hear what Ezekiel would say. He said, and yes, God's hand is upon me, and Austin is going to drive the WCLE Mix 104.1 trailer to my house, and I'm going to do a podcast because the hand of the God is upon me, the hand of the God. And besides that, I'm going to write a book, The Hand of the Lord is Upon Me. Probably going to make a movie out of it. It's so great. It's going to be a bestseller. A song is going to be written about the hand of the Lord is upon me. It's going to go to the top of the CCM. That's what's going to happen because the hand of the Lord is upon me. And everybody just gasps. But that's not what Ezekiel said. He said, God laid his hand on me. Say, God laid his hand upon me. 
And the Spirit of the Lord picked me up and set me down. Woo! That's a hanky wave right there. If you miss the days of hanky wave, I'm just giving you a little bit of old Pentecost. Chuck Martin, who's visiting his family out of state today, would have been running around the church upon that point. Give God praise. God took me up and set me down. Well, where did he sit you down at? The hand of the Lord came upon you, and where did he set you down? Hmm, I can't wait to hear Ezekiel tell us. Did he sit you down at the Ritz-Carlton? I've been taken to the Ritz-Carlton for dinner with some pastors in Florida. It is fine dining at its best. No, didn't take me to the Ritz-Carlton. Did the hand of God pick you up and take you to the middle of Disney World? <laughs> Did the hand of God pick you up, Ezekiel, and take you to a little resort one of my friends went to recently who I'll mean nameless in the Cabo with a private pool private beach and set you down no look at your name and say no the hand of the Lord came upon him and he set him down in the middle of a valley full of dry bones a valley of bones. And as a child, when I would hear that, I would imagine skeletons, you know, because they taught you in biology, they hit bones. There you go, a few of us know it. And I would see skeletons in my mind, but that's not what he saw. He saw disjointed pieces of bones. And he said, the valley was full. Someone say full. So the hand of the Lord came upon Ezekiel, picked him up, and we're thinking he's going on a cruise. But the Lord set him down in a valley of dry bones where people were saying, my hope is gone. I feel cut off from my future. I don't know what's going on. That's that point that Ezekiel wished he had not said, here I am, send me. Can I get an amen? When God wanted to recruit an army, he wasn't like the military and try to recruit the best and the brightest. He wasn't like the NFL or the Southeast football college teams, whatever you call that. Those are my favorites. He didn't go and pick out an athlete that way, the best, or like the military, or even just recruiting a job. When God didn't look for brightest and strongest, God does not look at mankind the way we look at mankind. Can anyone say amen? He goes to a valley of dry bones, a place where even God says, these are my people who have forgotten who they are. And they say, our hope is gone. We are cut off. Bones laying everywhere. But God has this thing. He has this vantage point. God showed me, I'm careful what I say about what I get in the deep places of the Lord because I don't want to put you in waters you're not ready to be in. But sometimes the Lord just lifts me up to see this city from a vantage point. And he just says, I've got it. We got this. He's got you. He's got your family. He's got your job. His vantage point is from up here. It's not down here. So we can say we know we got this because the Lord is with us. Can you give him a shout of praise? God says, you see dry bones. I see a great army when I breathe on them. You see limitations in yourself. But I see the endless possibilities when I breathe upon you what you were able to do. You see inadequacies. 
but I see that you are well able because of me. You see no way out of the problem, but I see the very path to get you out. You see, God took a prodigal preacher's son who was steeped deep in, so deep into cocaine. His daily habit was astronomical in that time. He grabbed him. He built an evangelist out of him. He set him down in the valley of dry bones all over this country and thousands came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God grabbed someone out of dry bones named Hank Davis and built a man of God. Because God knows how to build you and God knows how to build me. Give him praise this morning. And he founded this church, Church of the Harvest. And God took someone steeped into religion. I didn't know I had religion until I met my own demise. If you're in religion, ask the Lord for a failure. Ask the Lord to realize your weakness. And you'll step out of religion and into relationship with Jesus Christ, whom the Son is set free. He is free indeed. Somebody praise him this morning. And he set me down in a dry valley of dead bones. <laughs> and God took this property and God built a building on this land. And God built his church. And he set Church of the Harvest in a region full of dry bones. And I've got news for you this morning, Leela. God has set you down in a valley of dry bones. Michael, God has set you down in a valley of dry bones. Tina, God has set you down in a valley of dry bones. Leanne, God has set you down in a dry valley of bones. Devin, God has set you down. Cheryl, God has really set you down in a valley of dry bones because he wants you to hear the word of the Lord that says, Dottie, live to all those who perishing. Breathe to all those who cannot breathe. Rejoice and be glad for God has not forsaken you. Can you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? And this became Church of the Harvest, the whosoever church, where God called in the broken, the sinner, the saints, the wounded, the atheists, the forgotten. He did it then, and he's doing it now. Did I get an amen on that? He did it then, and he's doing it now. And God began to raise up mighty men and women of God who fulfilled the predictions of the apostle Paul himself, who said, none of you were called. When you were called, you weren't wise, you weren't influential, you weren't of noble birth, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. I'm thankful he set us down in the Tennessee Valley in good old Rocky Top in the middle of a bunch of dry bones. Give him praise this morning. Come on, give him a shout of hallelujah. So God knows how to build something. God built you on purpose. God built you for this time and this season. So let's look at two, two tenses of the verb. Little grammar, little second. Hold on, be patient. Build means to construct something, to put the pieces together. Say, to put the pieces together. Build is a present tense. So or, um, I can build a house in no time. Uh, Church of the Harvest wants to build a new building. Can I get an Amen. But built is in the past tense of the word, meaning sentences, for example. This house was built before my grandmother's time. This monument downtown was built during the Civil War because that means God did something ahead of the time. God built you for this season and this time and this purpose and everything you need is already inside of you. Give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. 
You see, let's look at some things that God built before we get to you and back to the end of the dry bones. The Lord says in his word, for the Lord laid the foundation of the earth. He founded it upon the seas. The word upon translated in Greek as I ah, and is Hebrew, I'm sorry, and it means higher than, meaning the dry ground is higher than the sea. Anyone thankful that the dry ground is higher than the sea? He says in Isaiah 48 and 13, I alone and God, the first and the last, it was my hand that laid the foundations of the earth. My right hand spread out the heavens. You see, God God in his word gets into a discourse. Now in book of Job, he gets into a real talking to, to Job's friends and to Job. And I want to tell you, anybody ever had a talking to by your mama? Come on, wave a hand, let the angels. I had more than a few talking tos by my mama. She put me in my place, but she did it for the best of me. When God begins to talk to you about your lack of believing in him, he's doing it for you, not against you. Look at your neighbor and say, for you and not against you. And there's always an initial sting to what he says, but he speaks of his ability to build, his sovereign dominion power. He wants to build your faith. He gives you a talking to to remind you, do you know who I am? Do you know what I can do? Do you know what I have done? In a dry valley of disjointed bones, I can put them together and make them an army. What makes you think that I, your divine orchestrator can't make you land at the right place at the right time if it's a new job that you need if it's a new loan that you need if it's a new building God says we got this I am the divine orchestrator I'll get you where you need to be on time ahead of time for all time somebody give him a praise this morning in fact, Romans 8 in the voice translation says a familiar passage, but spoken in a different way as the voice can do. We are confident that God is able to orchestrate everything. Someone say everything. Look at your neighbor and say everything. God is able to orchestrate everything. He can get you to the right place at the right time. He can get you there even you didn't know you were getting there until you got there. Can I get an amen if we accept his invitation? In Latin, he says he created the world, ex nihilo, which actually means out of nothing. Someone say out of nothing. Hebrews 11.3 says about God's ability to build things. Since we're talking about him, he built you for this season. The world was framed by the word of God, though that things that are seen were made out of things that were not visible. So when God does his talking to, to Job and his friends, as he says to you and I, he says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you? Where were you when I determined its size? Who came up with a blueprint? No one had to present God with a blueprint for the universe. He goes on to say in one translation, did you measure the universe with a ruler? I did. I can't even measure this pulpit with a ruler. But God can measure this universe of 92 billion years with a ruler out of his pocket. Give him the highest praise you can give him this morning. Come on, someone shout hallelujah. He said, who keeps the waters in its boundaries? It said, when I spoke to the waters, they burst forth. When God said, I call the waters out of the ground, they begin to burst like a mighty water everywhere. And then he said, here's your boundaries. No father, come no father. He says, can you command the morning? I don't know about you, but I can even command my pet sometimes. Can I get an amen? I mean, the cat, there ain't no hope there. She thinks she's God. It's all good, okay? 
I merely live in her world. She winks at me occasionally. I can't even command myself at time. Can I get an amen? amen. To command the morning? No way, God. I can't do that. That's because you're not in charge, Rhonda. We got this, not you. Can you call the dawn to rise in the east and to know its place? No, sir. No, sir. Can you take the daylight, I love the way Job says, and shake out the darkness so those that do deeds in darkness in the night are shaken loose when the sun comes out in the morning? No, God, I can't do that. Because you know what? You and I are not in charge of this. And God wants to remind you this morning, I built you for this. We got this. This is my responsibility. I know what I'm doing, my child. Give him a shout of praise this morning. No architect will ever compare to him. No orchestrator will ever compare to him. The strongest minds will never come into a galaxy of his infinite intelligence. Trust him no matter what. And we just breathe a big sigh. In fact, just breathe a big breath. You just breathe the air that God created for you. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. This morning, I say to you for a journey, Father, he's got it all in control about your life. That puts a reassurance deep into your heart. He holds the stars in the sky. He holds the land back from the sea. If he can do all of that, surely he can take good care of you and me. Can I get an amen? That brings the reassurance this morning. He says, we got this. I've built you for this moment. Put your life into my hands, says the Lord to you this morning. Put your family, put your calling, put your church into my hands. I frame the world with my word in Hebrews 11.3 and scientists have proven the universe just keeps expanding. Even the atheists that don't want to say it said we don't understand this. But since it's beginning, the universe is still expanding. That's because God spoke to it and never told it to stop and when God commands a blessing over you he does not tell the blessing to stop it keeps expanding it keeps growing it keeps coming into fruition let the redeemed of the Lord give out a shout to the King Jesus the word the Lord gave me in the midnight hour for you was Isaiah 54 enlarge your territory enlarge the place of your tent for you're going to break forth to the right and the left the message Bible says spread out think big look at your neighbor and say spread out think big and the message Bible also says you're going to need some more elbow room. Church of the Harvest is going to need some more elbow room. Church of the Harvest is breaking forth with the blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. And 1 Corinthians 2 and 7 says we're talking about building you long before he laid down the earth's foundation. Long before he had us in mind. And he settled on us as the focus of his love. Long, Jody, before God laid the foundations, he settled his focus of love on you and said, I'm going to build something that they will love. If any voice from the enemy or your own doubts and fears have ever told you that God's going to build you a shanty shack, I'm not speaking of physical houses. I'm building, I'm saying what he's building in you. You renounce that kind of word. He is never going to be done with you. He is never going to overlook you. He has made you the focus of his love. Can you say amen? Amen. <laughs> say amen. Look at your neighbor and say amen. That's for the people in Africa who are listening. Hello. 
When God created mankind, he built the universe, then he built mankind. He formed Adam out of the clay of the earth. He breathed the Ruha HaKodesh, is the way the Hebrew said, breath of God into Adam, and he became a living soul. And he said in Acts 17, from this one man and this one nation, God brought every race, color, and creed and the exact plan of where they should live. Someone say amen. At the moment of your conception, there is no illegitimate children. There may be illegitimate parents, but there is no illegitimate children. God's purpose took everything into account when you received. You were not an accident. Your birth was no mistake or a fluke of nature long before you were conceived by your parents you were conceived in the very mind of God almighty someone just wave a hand toward him this morning and say thank you father he thought of you first he chose your hair color your skin there was thousands of possibilities when your birth dad and birth mom came together but at the moment of conception keeping it pg-13 at the moment of conception God said whoop that's the one I want right there. That's it. That's her. That's him. And God built characteristics into your humanity that were for your good. That's why some of you like to sing a lot. Some of you like to hum a lot. Some of you like to whistle. My son-in-love is like a champion whistler. You like to do this. And some of you like to do all the above at one time. Look at your neighbor and say, I know that's right. Some of you, your caring heart where you notice those that hurt. Some of you in your talkative nature, he put it in you. You were speaking when you came out of the womb and you have not stopped. Glory to God. I'm with you on that one. Your strong resolve, he put into you. Attention to detail. He built it all. Those thousands of possibilities that Psalms 139 says, you know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know how I was made bit by bit. He saw us before we were born. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God built you. Give him a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. So we travel to great places. We go to the Grand Canyon. We go to the wonders of the world. We spend a lot of money. When your best wonder is right inside of you, your human body, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Here's a few things to remind you. Your cornier part of the body had no blood supply and has to get its oxygen from the air. You have enough fat in your body to make seven bars of soap. Or more, Pastor Todd said. An embryo in its mother's womb has fingerprints at three months. You have a tongue print that's unique to you. Next time you're getting a background check for a job, let's go with that. And they say, put your finger here. Say, can I do my tongue? If you stretched out your lungs, they're all compacted. They're the equivalent to the size of a tennis court. Come on, somebody. A baby has 300 bones. Adult has 206. Where'd those other 94 bones go? But God let them merge and made them soft so every mama, every woman in the universe could birth those babies. Can I get an amen from any woman in the house? One fourth of your bones are in your foot. Come on. You have a dive reflex. Your body naturally shuts down your system so you don't drown if you die. Human bo if you dive, human body is bioluminous. The brain can live 10 minutes without oxygen, but in starvation mode, your brain will begin to eat itself. So eat a good lunch today. When you listen to music, did you know your heart will naturally beat in the rhythm to the music?
That's why I'm listening to fast worship music or 70s when I'm on the greenway passing by everybody because my heart is racing. You have two organs of some of them. God gave you spare parts. You can't breathe and swallow at the same time. Go ahead and try it, but come back to me. Come on. When you wake up in the morning, your brain has enough electricity to light a light bulb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we give praise to the Creator who built the human body. Give Him a shout of praise. And your bones, just one more second here. There's two kind of cells. You look at this under the microscope. Uh, there's the osteoclast class, I think is what you say it, and they're kamikaze, kamikaze. And they die within 48 hours. They just search out things and they, they give up their life and they go out of your body. They, I did my work here and I'm done. Then also your osteoblast and these bones are pretty cool. They're called pothole filling. So what they do is they, billions of them patrol your bones all day long, looking for a fracture, looking for a fracture, looking for a break, break, looking for a fracture. And they keep going up and down your bones. And when Marcus fractured his leg that day, not going to say how he did that. He's up there. But when he did it, all those osteoblasts just said, Woohoo! Marcus has got a fracture. It's our moment. We were born to heal that boy. Come on, somebody. He built you. Time fails me to tell you about your ears, your heart, your blood, your organs. But let me just say, you were built by a creator who knows what he's doing. When you were conceived, he built things into you. Your mama and birth daddy didn't even know he was building. You might have come from a long line of people with trouble. You might have come from a long line, but God put in you what would needed to be built in this moment. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. And then heaven waited for the day that you would accept Christ. Because you see, he already chose you. Scripture says, I have chosen you. You've not chosen me. And I've ordained you that you would bear much fruit. Heaven knew the date. Heaven had the calendar that you would call on Christ. Someone may have been praying for you. This is a word for some people praying for prodigals. But God was orchestrating the plan the whole time. I believe there was moments that people were praying for you. My husband's grandmother prayed for him. And every morning when he was on cocaine and in our closet in Balboa Street in Westminster, California, he'd hear the taunting of his grandmother singing, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It would haunt him in his high. It would call to him. I thank God for praying mothers, grandmothers, uncles, and aunts that are beseeching God for the prodigal. And the Lord is going to do the work. Can you say amen? And there was time his grandmother would rejoice so she saw nothing happen I believe mama Joyce in that moment God gave a down payment that's why you can be in a praise and worship service and you go home and you think that's going to happen today it's going to happen today I'm so excited it's not that you didn't hear from God God gave you a down payment saying the rest of the account is going to come in full oh I wish I had somebody to praise him I just felt the spirit of the Lord Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. If I had an organ this morning, we'd be in trouble. Look at your neighbor and say, you were built for this. You were built for this. God gave a down payment. And I say for everyone that's praying for lost loved ones, for everyone that's seeking salvation for someone, 
I'm praying you receive a down payment from heaven this week, a joy you cannot contain, a peace that goes way past the understanding. I'm praying for everyone that's believing for a miracle, for something to happen. I pray you would receive the down payment because a down payment is earnest just like the Holy Spirit is a deposit according to the works of Paul in the New Testament of greater things to come. When I got saved, I got a down payment of the person of the Holy Spirit. I got the assurance that I really don't belong here, but I belong to a citizenship in heaven that fades not away. Somebody give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you were built for this. And heaven kept orchestrating. Hang with me. I'll calm down, but probably not. Heaven kept orchestrating events. Heaven kept moving you forward. Then the calendar day come, I could just see an angel saying to Jehovah, it's today. We've been working behind the scenes. We've been working behind the scenes to make that happen. You said it would be today. Today is the day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, angels. Today is the day. I don't know if it was a calendar day of Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday when you receive the Lord or when yours that you're praying for will receive. I don't know if it was a song they sang in worship or a sermon that was presented or a friend that would not let you go but I know in that moment just when my husband walked the altar in Southern California I know the calendar date was on God everyone was praying for him he was so far gone no one gave him a second look especially not me but in that moment heaven said step back earth step back devil step back dominions and powers step back because heaven is moving in to claim a son to claim a daughter if you're believing for someone right now give the Lord a shout of praise in this house if you're believing him for the salvation of someone let him hear it in this house praise you Jesus praise you Jesus praise you Jesus and that was a great celebration. But in that moment, heaven went full throttle celebration. Think of the loudest, the greatest, the joy festival you've ever heard. The applause of heaven was like thunderous praise. Maybe they said, hell lost another one. But most of all, what they said was, glory to the Lamb. I can just imagine the great patriarchs and matriarchs and the one that had gone before. When you came to the Lord or those that are coming by your prayers, I just imagine them just getting a little bit excited I bet the Pentecostal put back their shoulders and begin to dance I bet the charismatic said give me a banner give me a flag I bet the Baptist said I just thank God for salvation come on somebody give him a shout of praise in that moment you came to him he put giftings and talents and anointings in you he gave you spiritual eyes to see he built you misty for everything you are well qualified he gave you spiritual ears to hear. He built your character. He gave you a voice to speak. You said, I'm not capable. Why not him, God? He looks better, and God said, I chose you. Why not her, Lord? I tell you, she's so classy. I bet she prays 45 hours a day, even though they don't exist. I bet she does it, and I can barely get in four minutes because I've got so much on me. And God says, I know everything 
nothing about you and I chose you. You are still my choice. I built you for this and I will continue to build you for every new season in your life. You are my choice for God. I bet you chose me out of pity. I bet you were pushed back against the wall and you had nobody but me. And the Lord says, I had a million options and I chose you and I called you and just in case he wants to make his clear case final if you think you're persistent God does not give up God does not give in he built you for such a time as this you were built for this and you are his choice someone give him praise this morning give him a shout of praise this morning Let's track his ability for a moment or two before we come back to end of the dry bones of his ability to build people. It's been tested through the corridors of time. His track record is unequal. His ability is unparalleled. His craftsmanship is unsurpassed. No one has ever built the way God can build. His work is incomparable. So let's just do his track record. Let's just trace the work of his craftsmanship. Let's just trace the work of his heart. He built one of the greatest kings of all time in Israel, of all time, and made him one of the greatest warriors out of a stone slinger, out of a shepherd boy. And his name was David, and he restored Israel. Can you say amen? He built a deliverer out of a man who had a felony for murdering someone, and he took that man at 80 years old and delivered millions of Israelites from the hand of Pharaoh and his name was Moses and God built that man. Can you say amen? He built a queen out of an orphan girl, not in spite of her past, but because of her past and she saved a nation and her name was Esther. Can you say amen? He built a place of worship for his people who had traveled like vagabonds trying to worship in tent. They never had a building on Atkinson Drive. They didn't have a place to worship but he chose a man who was the son of Bathsheba and David who had a super bad past together and he built and birthed a man named Jedediah which means loved by the Lord and called him Solomon and he built the house of the Lord. I'm here to prophesy today that God is calling more and more Davids and Bathshebas. God is calling those out of complicated past to do the works of the Lord again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. Woo, praise you, Jesus. And God built a warrior, a defender of faith out of the fearful, tormented warrior named Gideon. And Gideon triumphed over all. I'm prophesying today that God is looking for warriors who will become warriors. God knows how to build a man or woman of God to move the kingdom forth. Is there a warrior in the house that would like to believe that God is building a warrior in you? Give him a shout of praise in this house. God took a betrayer, a denier, a coward, one who fled at the moment, the one he loved the most needed him and forsook him at the hour of his desperation but God took that very denier and God built the leader of the New Testament church and God built a man that on Pentecost stood and preached with boldness without fear and 5,000 were added to the church and I'm here to 
prophesy that God is taking those with wobbly faith, those intimidated by tribulation, those once pushed back by hardship, once humiliated by their humanity, and he is building men and women like the Simon Peter who will lead with boldness, who will push against the fray, and having done all, will stand because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Give him a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, she's not always this riled up. Most of the time, but not all the time. Got too many pastors praying for me. A host of pastors this morning were texting me. I'm like, y'all better back off, men and women of God. And God took a man who wanted to sit at the power of the right hand, who said, I need to have that place of power. And he built a man that was so full of love, so full of love that one who used to seek power now only was a servant. He made him into one who seeks love in the body above all, who became so humble that God entrusted him. Josh, if you'll come help me. God entrusted him with a revelation so deep that he saw Jesus Christ and he wrote the book of Revelation. I'm going to prophesy today that God can take us in our pride. God can take us out of power grabbing. Can I get an amen? God can take us out of jockeying for position. God can take us out of all of that and give us nothing but love for Jesus Christ and his people that like the apostles so John, we would then be entrusted to the greatest revelation because God shares those things with his friends. Can you give him praise this morning? Can you give him a shout of praise? And Jesus said, I will build my church. This is his church. This is his church. This is his church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God says to you this morning that he's building you, Leela. He's building you, Donna. He's building you to be who he's called you to be. Whether you come in here and you listen, whether you come in here and you worship, or whether you come in here and do something else, God still says to you, I will build you. If you believe that, raise your hand and say, build me, Lord. Build me, Lord. You were built for this moment. So we come back to the dry bones. Hang with me. And God said to Ezekiel, Son of man, can these bones live? Can these things be built into something? And isn't that what we ask the Lord often with the fragmented pieces of his will in our life? Because we really don't see how this fits with that. We really don't understand what's going to happen. And we want someone. People through 32 years have always said, where do you see me, Pastor Ronald? I'm like, I see you in the house because I don't have all the answers. Sometimes we just want to know, Lord, how, how are you putting these things together that are fragmented in my life? How are you putting these things together to disjoint or these situations? And I love what Ezekiel said, Pastor Tim. He said, oh, Lord God. What? You know. Say, oh, Lord God. You know. It's okay to say I don't have the answers. You'll hear me say that a lot. And even sometimes when the Lord asks me something, I say, I don't know, Lord, but I know you do. So help me to get to the place that I can hear you clearly. 
this morning, the Lord asks you, can these bones live in your life? We've talked about a lot of other things. Let's talk about you for a moment. This open door that you need, God says, what are you going to say about that? The situation that you're looking to have turned around, what are you going to say about that? The prodigal you're believing to come home, if God says, will it happen, what will you say back to him? If God says, you're saying, do you believe you can be healed, Rhonda? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know, to be restored. If you're believing for a promise to be fulfilled, maybe like we've been talking about dreaming with God, God says, do you believe this dream can live that I've given you? Do you believe this city can live? You just say, Lord, you know. That's a place of faith. And he says to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy what I say. Prophecy is confession that says what God says. No more, no less. Can I get an amen? To these situations that say we are cut off. I feel hopeless, Lord. I just feel so hopeless. I feel cut off. We are to tell fear in our own body. You will live. We are to tell doubt. This is the word of the Lord. And some of these answers I'll give you in an upcoming message. We're to tell despair. This is the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is a double-edged sword that works miracles. It is your greatest tool like a surgeon. We are to tell torment, that daunting anxiety. Hear the word of the Lord. I'm going to prophesy to you. Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. I will cause my breath. Someone say his breath to enter you and you shall live. Now watch the progression of this because God's going to speak to you. He surely spoke to me when he said this to me. So I spoke as I commanded, as I said what God said, as I spoke life into someone, as I prayed with someone, as I believed with someone, I spoke, I began to hear a noise. I began to hear a noise. See, sometimes you hear things just like the down payment. You're just going through your house and you hear this thing, God, God's got this. And you hear it before you see it. Can I get an amen? You hear a peace in your life before you see it. I often hear things as a visionary way before I see them. That doesn't make me special. It's the way we all are. We hear things. Like I said, a song encourage you, a sermon. But we don't see anything. But even when I don't see you, I know you're working. Can you say amen? Lift your hand and say, I know you're working, Lord. I know you're working. And then there was a rattling. All of a sudden, he begins to see the things come together. When we speak the things of God over our situations, we will see things come together. Can I get an amen? Don't prophesy failure over yourself anymore. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Don't prophesy doubt over yourself. Don't prophesy failure. It's okay to tell the Lord, but don't prophesy this will never work. This will never happen. I will never be able. When you do, you go against the very character of God Almighty. 
who says you are chosen for such a time as this. Can you say amen? And then he begins to see joint and muscle comes on the bone, the next process. Some of you are just in the hearing. You're not into the seeing. Some of you already seen some, some things come on. The answers of God are kind of getting flesh in your heart. You're seeing them come together. But he's not done yet. But the process has been inspired by faith. But this is what happens. It comes this far. The bones that were all disjointed come together and form a human skeleton. And then skin comes on them. This was representing Israel, those who were cut off. And then joints come on them. Then flesh comes on them. And they're standing, but there is no life in them. I want to say that's where a lot of us are this morning. We've taken this thing as far as we can go. Can I get an amen? We've prayed as best we know to pray about your situations, whatever you're believing for. But this is what I hear the Spirit of the Lord say. We say, God, I serve like you said serve. I love like you said love. I forgave like you said to forgive. But I see no movement yet. And then God says, I'll take it from here. Look at your neighbor and say, God says, I'll take it from here. You've got the confession on your wall. You've got the scripture underlined in your Bible. You've made the calls. You've tried to get appointments, whatever that is for you. You've worked hard on this, but you don't see that life in that thing you're believing for. And that's when the Spirit of the Lord says, I'll take it from here. I'll take it from here. You have reached what you can reach, says the Lord. Now let me reach what you can't reach. You have done what you could do, but now let me orchestrate this for you. Let me bring life. He's speaking to you right now by the Spirit. Let me orchestrate this thing into your life. Let me finish the work. And all of a sudden, the Lord said, I now call on the four winds, which is a message within itself, and say, come and breathe on these bones. And the wind came from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And they came into the bones, and the bones began to live. And they were raised up like an exceeding great army. All we need to say is come Holy Spirit come by the power of your might I believe in the power of the word but I believe in the power of the word and the Holy Spirit I believe when the Spirit of God is breathed upon the word when the Spirit of God comes into healing when the Spirit of God comes into our altars when the Spirit of God comes into a situation he says I'm gonna breathe just like the day of Pentecost I'm going to breathe my power and make possible what was not possible. Someone give him a shout of praise in this house. In this house. Stand all over this room. Stand all over this room. I'm not quite done, but I want you to stand. Listen with your best heart. Listen with your best ears. They stood on their feet. The wind is blowing again upon the earth. We believe and call for the spirit of the lord to breathe into your situations to give life to that which you're praying for the bones have come together the flesh is there come get ready praise and worship team the flesh is there the skin is there you've seen some processes you've seen some progress you've heard some rattling but you don't yet see what you've been believing for 
we're going to ask for the Holy Spirit to begin to move in that situation. We're going to ask him to breathe into these last days for it was prophesied in the book of Joel and then in the book of Acts 2 and 17 in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Someone say all flesh and I will cause the young men to see visions the old men to see dreams. I will even pour my spirit out on the servants and I will show my power, says the Lord. God is saying, you were built for this. This church was built for that. We have been set down in the valley of dry bones. We're going to prophesy as a church to our situation. We're going to prophesy as a church in song. But today I say to you, you were built for this moment. God's not looking for anybody else. God chose you. Give him a shout of praise. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In fact, just go ahead and lift your hands. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. You are always welcomed here, sir. You're not a wind, but you send the wind. You're not the rain, but you send the rain. You're not a dove, but you come as a dove. Come, Holy Spirit, and breathe life into situations this morning. Breathe life. We were built for this moment. We know you say, God, to us, you say, we've got this. And we know you and us that we're going to see a process and some miracles we're praying for. We're going to hear some rattling. We're going to hear some noise. Just as you have built mankind from the beginning to now, just as you have built the universe, you are building us as individuals and you are building us as a church. And we can't wait to see what glory you will bring. Come, Holy Spirit, and do what you are famous for. Come and do what you are faithful for, to heal the broken, to raise up disciples, to equip the saints, to feed the homeless. We are your church, Lord, and we pray the dinner bell in heaven would ring, and we will get the ring and the robe ready for the prodigals, and we'll see the greatest harvest we've ever seen in the history of this church. To Jesus be all the glory. Go ahead and praise him for a moment. I'm done preaching. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. A shout of praise. Shout of praise. A shout of praise. A shout of praise.